Um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Grant's just coughed, so I'm going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome to episode six of the Lower League Look. I've just practiced this. I'm going to see if I can get it right because I've forgotten already. Tonight, we've got the real GSJ Grant joining us and Dizzy Up the Guy Chris joining us. Um, no guests tonight, and there's a simple reason for that. And a lot of tonight's going to be talking about League Two's managerial merry-go-round, which, quite frankly, has turned into the fucking magic roundabout. This week has been insane. Um, guys, leading into it, before we touch on management, um, I know we just, just mentioned it, there's a big disciplinary issue in League Two at the minute. Big, big one. So... Today, we've seen Bradford Oldham charged with failing to control players. Tramia Swindon, also the same. And uh, we've also got Newport Mansfield, as well as the Carlisle situation, which we'll touch on later. But do you think that, you know, every single one of them, aside from the Mansfield-Newport one, because that's a top-end sort of game, the others are all sort of involving clubs that are in some sort of fight. You know whether it's to get into the playoffs or not. Do you think that the pressure's really sinking in this season? That people realise that there's clubs coming up from the leagues below in the summer who have got a lot of money, and to next season could be a hell of a lot tighter than this year. So, do you think like that is that similar for you guys? Do you feel the same? That's how I'm sort of looking at it. Sure, I've never actually thought of it that way at all. I'm now that you say, I think it's a, I think it's a really really good point. I'm. I think it's going to be a really fiery league next season, no matter what happens. There's so much going on in the lower leagues, a lot going on in this league now. Um, but yeah, I, I, equally, people don't want to go out of the league. You see what's happening at Carlisle, but is that just an absolute shitstorm at Carlisle? We'll talk on that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, so, it's interesting. It's interesting because, Chris, we saw... A, 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 I know you were on holiday. I want to welcome you back, by the way, because you missed last week. Thank you. Thank um, you. We, we, we were expecting an epic Derek <clears throat> Adams rant. However, the Bradford situation will be touched on later, and I don't think you'll need to go on an epic Derek Adams rant because we've addressed the Derek Adams issue and rectified it, Chris. Um, the Bradford Oldham game, I was there. Paddy O'Connor, red card. Um, the red card was overturned. And yet the club have still been charged with failing to control a player. That that doesn't make sense to me. Can you guys make any sense of that at all? Yeah, it just seems a bit it seems a bit like Super League, to be honest with you, where there are I'm talking about rugby league, by the way, where they just literally are suspending people for the sake of it. Anyway, we're talking about football. Um but if if it was overturned, why is the club being Find or brought into this disrepute. I don't get this. I don't. I don't understand that. It just seems to be when maybe it's two different departments and they haven't got a clue what they're doing. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's the only the game I've missed. It, it's the only game I've missed this year, Liam. Um, so I can't comment on it because I was away. I don't know anything else than that. Was it that bad? It was handbags. As far as I'm concerned, it was handbags. Um, Pordy, we all know Pordy, since he got his tooth knocked out um, against Salford, seems to be like a bit like Rocky. Um, he's, <laughs> he, he does he does have a bit of a short fuse, but that's what you want in this league. You, we, yeah. We've needed that this season. But, but for me, 
Yeah, it was handbags. No one else was booked. So if the referees handed out no other cards, I think it's a bit nonsensical to charge the club. But you know, I'm sure the club will. It's a strange. It's a strange decision, isn't it? It's, I, mean, it's I mean, I mean, to be fair, boys, if we're talking about uh, decisions, can we talk about Mark Cooper at Barrow? And uh, <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, Jim, can like you can you explain to our our listeners what what happened there? So I just want to first point out, I'm going to say what Mark uh, what 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 Cooper said. Um, I fully support equality. Um, we all do. No, can we all can we, we all, all just say that we all do. we are an inclusive yeah. podcast, and we're going to try. And no, get no, it's not just that, Chew. It's not just that. It's that we are, and you know what? And and it's disgusting the words that he said. And I'm not going to say it. I'm going to let you say it. And <laughs> how he still the manager of Barrow disgusts me. But yeah. go on. Mm-hmm. So so essentially, they had um, a female. Linesman or lineswoman, I don't know, lines person. I don't know what we assistant referee assistant is in the statement. Okay, um, and something hadn't gone their way. Obviously, Barrow are having a great season, and he essentially turned around to her and told her that it's a man's game. And that's a strange, strange thing for the time we live in, considering that you know every club's out there promoting inclusivity within the, this. He's been given an eight game ban. Um, which is a very, very harsh... I don't want to say harsh, but what I mean is it's a strict punishment. Um, you know, I support it. But the, the guy's not a nice man. And, Chris, I'm, I know you've got stuff you know about it. You but... see, before we do that, even, even worse, right? He said it's a man's game to her, right? And then when he was getting sent off, he came out and he just said, all I said was it was a man's game. So he reaffirmed okay. what he said and... Basically, just it, it just puts down to how big a cunt he is. You, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And do you know what the thing is? Uh, there's an incredible um, follow it on Twitter. There is an co- incredible campaign for her game too, right? And and these are the girls that go to the games. Sorry, girls, ladies, whatever. I'm sorry. Um, they go to the games. And they are sick and tired of these tirades from males who, oh, yeah, you don't know anything about the game, love. You don't understand anything about the game. And it's disgusting. And mm. I would love to. I'm going to try next week to get one of these, you know, one of the one of the ladies involved um, just to let everybody else know what the situation is. But I've, I, I've seen it and it's, it's sickening. You know, this game is about everybody. It's not about male, female, you know, non-gender or anything like that. You know, whoever you want to portray yourself as, it's about enjoying football. So why would it fucking matter who you are? Yeah, it's, it's, football's a universal language. It speaks to everyone. Absolutely. I, I 100% support everything you've said on that. And I think it's no wonder... You don't see an active professional football player in this situation coming out as being homosexual as well. Yeah. Um, when you're seeing comments like that to female officials, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it, Grant, you, you, you see it yeah, just on that point. It's a really good point. You see it week in, week out when a player goes down injured. 
the, the stuff that's shouted is mm-hmm. so homophobic, and it, it, it is, and it's it is rife within the game. And you know, clubs are doing what they can to eradicate it, but you know, the clubs can only do so much. We've got to hold up our hands and take some accountability. Just on his comment about it being a man's game. Now, I know the chances of him seeing this are slim, but I hope in some way or another he does get to see it. If it's a man's game, your team are currently 88th out of 92, pal. Well done. You're a right man. Can I also also mention about Mark Cooper? Because I tell you what, I know that on this podcast we have to be reasonably respectful. Um, He was given a five-year deal. I just called him a cunt. Ah, yeah, okay, 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 okay. So he was offered a five-year deal at Forest Green. They wanted to get rid of him. And do you know what? Barrow gave him a three-year deal. This guy, I'll tell you what, fuck it. You know what? He's a cunt. He's a cunt. He failed to take. He failed to take. Barrow fans, if you want to have a word, please come along. I would love to talk to you guys and and, and talk about that. Um, Yeah. And by the way, I'm going to put this out there. Barrow have the best media man in the league. The best media man in the league. Big Mark Simo, he is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Yeah, oh, phenomenal. So good. And that's... You know, we're not going to waste too much time on him because do you know what? Like, you, we've, we've we touched we'll on him. We'll 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 he ain't move worth on. it. He ain't worth it. Speaking of managers, managers getting charged, managers getting in trouble. Grant, you mentioned last week you spoke about John Yems at Crawley and what he said. Today, four hours ago, he's officially been reprimanded by the FA. So you'll be glad to know that that's getting dealt with. Good. The guy, but, but they've only. T- do you know what? I love John Yems. <laughs> I love John. Do you know what I love about John Yems? He's, he's a comic book. Do you know, he's, he's a, a meme. He just, he, do you know what? He's definitely a non-league manager in a league managing job. He speaks a lot of, yeah, he speaks a lot of things. And I'll tell you what, their interviewer must, you know, hate him. But fair play. He's good, he's good value for money when, they, when Crawley lose, though, isn't he? He's... You always go and see what he's got to say because he's always got something to say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's always got something to say. And uh, but, but here's um, the thing: we, we don't want to. We don't like he has. He's he's called an official a clown. Like he he knows he can't do that. He's done it anyway. He's gonna get a ban. He'll deal with it. He'll come back. They'll lose again. He'll call them something else. It's it's a, it's that's another merry-go-round. It's the John Yen's hey. merry-go-round. Can we talk uh, about Leighton Orient, by the way? Yeah, um, that was that was something I was going to touch on. Like, wow! <laughs> after like, the match, I, after the match, straight no, after the match, going get changed. Um, do you think? Do you guys think that? Obviously, just for anyone who doesn't know, Orient they they, they sacked Jacket uh, straight after the game. Um, they're currently sat in 18th place, five above relegation. Um, but they have got at least one game in hand over everyone below except for Oldham. Do you think they saw Michael Flynn coming in at Walsall, Walsall sacking their manager, and I said it would either make or break their season. Michael Flynn came in, and we're going to touch a bit on on them um, later on, but I'll mention it now. Beating top of the league, and yeah, they, they got stuffed on Tuesday, but do you think that they're hoping that they can have a similar sort of bounce just even if they because that one win could be everything um 
why do you think that they've they've done it now? What do you think's led them to do it at this moment and not sooner? I think the fact 10, 10 games in the league without a win. Mm. They've been in a horrific, horrific run. I mean, when was our last draw? Let's see. When was their last goal? By the way. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. It was against Bradford. Yeah, that was the last point. <laughs> that was their last point and their last goal. And before that, I'm looking back. In fact, that is their only goal in nine games. Standard. It's, it's not great. Um, their next five home games, and this is where I think that we could have that that similarity where they're hoping they can get that bounce. They've, they've got a little bit of a better run than what Walsall are facing. And they've got Carlisle on Saturday. We're going to talk about Carlisle soon, but they've got to see that as not they've got to see that as not just a win as a buy. That that is anyone who goes to Carlisle fearing that they're going to get anything less than three points these days, especially after what's happened in the last week, has, has got to be insane. Um they then have Colchester away, another game, team around them. They they can get that. Stevenage at home. They then come into your place, Grant. Going to have Hartlepool. Yeah, they're not no. going to beat Hartlepool. I genuinely no, think Hartlepool are going to be on this blinding run this rest of the season. But they finish it with Forest Green away, the fifth game. I think. I think what they've done, and you know, correct me if you if you think I'm wrong. Obviously, tell me. But I think they've seen they've got this game in hand with at least at least one game in hand on on teams below. Some gate some teams they've got two games in hand on. Um. Some games they've even got three. Sorry, some teams they've even got three. But I don't think they've trusted Kenny Jackett to be the person who would get that result in those games that matter. Those extra games that they're going to have, they've, they've not seen him as the person that can get them where... Thing is, who's, who's coming? Who's going to come into Ori right now? You're looking at... We're going, I'm going back to the bookies' odds. I know they're not the most reliable thing in the world. But you look at the names that are kicking about it's the same names that you see for every job just now. Ferguson, Wellens, Evans, Grayson. It'll be Steve Evans. Lambert, Gray, Fowler, Warnock. It's the same names we've been throwing about for every job. It'll be Steve Evans. Steve Evans has the chance to go in there. And like I said, just look, they've got three games on in hand over, over Scunthorpe, for example. Two games over most of the others. One's up, one over some. Level with Oldham. Steve Evans can go in there and that is a, for a manager who knows what he's doing. It's a relatively, I don't want to say easy, but out of the bottom sort of six, seven teams, they've got the, the best chance. Steve Evans goes in there and turns and keeps them up. He's a hero and he loves nothing more than that because he is an egomaniac. That's what he lives for. He lives for that. I don't think they're going to go down. I think Orient are probably going to be safe. I think they will pick up over the next points over the next few games. I don't see them not doing enough to stay up. And I think that's aided by, and obviously we're going to come on to this next, but I think it's it's sort of key to, to touch on it there and come into it, is it's aided by the Carlisle situation. Yeah, Carlisle are... It, it's rare... It's rare that six or seven teams are involved in a relegation fight and your entire season relies on just yourself because you usually mm -hmm. look to the teams around you to slip up. But Carlisle are making mistakes 
not just on the field, but they're off in it, free like... fall. They're in free fall. They, I mean, we'll talk about them in, in a bit, but yeah. you know, there's, there's certain things about the club that um, they've changed this week, which they needed to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, guys, um, we've, we've touched on Carlisle there. We've, we've sort of gone into it a bit. But before we do, because, we know, we're trying to keep this structure. And I'm going to share out the picture of the other structure. So we've got this here, guys. We're very organised. The structure that I had that literally just said, intro, Mark fucking Hughes, exit. <laughs> um, and that's all it said for the night. But before we go in, I mentioned those five games for, for, for Orient there. We've got um, home at Carlisle, Colchester away, home to Stevenage, away to Hartlepool, and away to Forest Green. Where do you see? So I'll come to you first, Chris. Where do you see the points? Where do you see the the, the revival essentially oh, coming for from them? A very difficult question because I mean, obviously, Jackie. Uh, well, he's Jacket's been sacked. Um, I don't think they can do any better than him. It's a very worrying situation for Leighton Orient fans. Again, Leighton Orient fans, if you think that I'm wrong. I'd love to hear from your thoughts, but, um, you know, it looks like a very difficult situation. I don't, I don't see things kind of, you know, picking up. They've got, you know, the five points above relegation, got one game in hand other than Oldham. And the next five games are literally Carlisle, Colchester, Stevenage, and then they got away games at, you know, Hartlepool and Forest Green. So I, I personally I think they've think got to pick, pick up, up six. They've got to pick up at least four for me. They have I to. think they'll win the next two games personally. I, I think they beat Carlisle. I agree. Yeah. Um I think Colchester away. Colchester are fast in the break. Um, I yeah. think they're a fast team. Um I think they'll get a point at Colchester. And potentially they might get Something at Stevenage as well because they're in a very similar sort of position in the table. You One could be looking. Below. I, I think you could be looking at least four points that they have to get. I am um, best yeah. case scenario seven. I don't see them picking anything up at Victoria Park. I don't think I they'll go down. Don't see them I, picking anything up at Forest Green. I don't think well, they'll that, go that's, down. That's, I don't see just them on going that, down. So just on that, Chris, and I wanted to touch on that. What you've just mentioned there—that was my next question. When you say you don't see them going down, I don't see them going down, but I want to know if your reasons for not seeing them going down are the same as mine. Do you think that they're not going down because there's too much shit going on below them? No. That they're safe. I think I think they're categorically safe because <clears throat> what's going on below them is condemning teams to, to, to the bottom of the league. I think the fact that, you know, obviously they, you know, against Bradford, they only, you know, scored a goal first time in like something like nine games and stuff. I think that watching their team play, they weren't the worst team that I've ever seen, you know, at Valley Parade, even though it looked like they would never score, but they did. Mm. Um, I don't think they're a bad team. I I think it just needs a bit more direction. Obviously, under Kenny Jacket, it didn't quite work. I understand that. Um, I can't see, no, I don't see Leighton Oren go down, not for a chance. I don't see it either, and I, I agree. I think there's too much going on with other teams that are around and below them. Um, if they concentrate themselves, get points on the board, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I I, I, I agree, and I think. Don't worry, Orient fans. I got your back. I, I, I do you know what I agree, and do you know what I think. I, I 
think I really, really like Leighton Orient as a, as a club. I genuinely, I, I do like them. I love the ground. It's it's different to any other ground in the country. You know, the university blocks in the corner. It, it's just a, it's, I, I, weirdly, I didn't know they were so low in the league until they sat jacket and I started looking they into it. They win Massively. But, the, let's talk about the situation below. We touched on Carlisle. Let's go into Carlisle and talk about the last week. Because we have to go this, into Carlisle. We don't have to go into Carlisle. No, we still actually, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I've, I did Carlisle. Listen, I, I did Carlisle twice in a season. Once on a Tuesday night in the Carling Cup, and we lost on penalties. The next time was three months later on a New Year's Day when I didn't get in until six o'clock in the morning, and I had to be at the ground at seven, and we lost one nil, and it was the most horrific. Day. That's one of the worst away days I've ever had. So no, Grant, I agree. Football, I don't want to go in the That's Carlisle. football. That's football. I see. That's on, football on, under Colin Todd. That's football on, under Colin Todd. On the other side, I've actually got a bit of time for Carlisle, and I think that it's quite worrying at the moment because last season they were, you know, they they were in abouts with the playoffs. They just missed out. They they you know they had a lot of Bradford players who. Been rejected and they played quite. You know, they 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 looked like a good team. Um, Speak, speaking of Bradford players for him, Chris, and that leads us into the first point about Carlisle. Okay. Larry Patrick. Well, you want to mention that? I'm not going to mention it. You can mention it. So, anyone who's been living under a rock or who hasn't been paying attention to League Two football, Saturday night, um, obviously during the day they lost three nil uh, at home. I think it was to Swindon, wasn't it? Um, yeah, they got pumped three 0 at home. A couple of players went out on a night out around Carlisle and ended up in a fight. Looks like in a fight. Might have been a bit of handbags, but the question by the police, Amari Patrick, one of them, has issued an apology. Um, I don't know who the other one was. I've not looked into it. Does anyone know who the other no, one was? No, I don't. The only one I know is Amari Patrick because he has came out and made a public apology. I am, mm. um, which is a weird. Lot of folk, a lot of folk were calling him out. I am yeah. saying he should never play for the club again. All this sort of thing. So. I mean, he's came out and said he's aware of his responsibilities. He has representing Carlisle. He takes full responsibility for his actions on Saturday night. Um, his reason for being out was a birthday celebration, not to drown his sorrows, um, and uh, and uh, show a bad attitude for and showing a bad attitude for losing the game. His reason for his reaction was due to a female friend being manhandled by a group of men. And for how he was treated, and words that were said to me that were not football related, and far worse. So it makes me yeah. think that there was a racial incident, and obviously yeah, it was Brennan Dickinson as well. He was involved as well. Um, so, so, so Hunt, just on that that name, what was it, Dickinson? Brennan, Brennan Dickinson. Yeah. So is there in- a connection in terms of? Aside from Carlisle, is there a connection between those two players outside of Carlisle? Not because sure. if Patrick's saying he was at a, a birthday party, why was there a another player there? Like that that confuses me a little bit. And it it, it, it makes me wonder if that's maybe just a bit of an, an excuse because to be fair, it doesn't matter why he was out. It really doesn't matter why he was out because it's not about where, why he was out, it's about what happened. Um absolutely. And you know what? That- the thing is, the thing is, this is the problem, though, isn't it, Chew? Is where we see videos where we only get half of the, you know, the, the content, mm. and we automatically, when we see that little clip, that we go, "Oh, it must be their fault." We don't yeah. know what, what to be fair, that what what he had to go through. 
And exactly, that and that, that's a perfect example because another one, it's like Kurt Zuma. What we didn't see is before that, the cat kicked him and filmed it on the, his phone. <laughs> um, so, no, but I get I get what you mean. What I'm saying is, like, like I get it 100%. We only see what... what yeah, the person who's filmed so, that is only going to put online what they want you yeah, to see. But I tell you what, moving along, so they've sat their manager this week. They have. Uh, Grant, I, I know. Do you know what, Grant? You're, you're a Hartlepool fan, and I know that you take great delight in the, the, the decline and the plight of Carlisle. Grant, I'm going to let you take this. Tell us what's going on. I just, I, no, I do, but I think I probably take too much pleasure in the decline and decline of Carlisle. So it, it's, it's probably not. Carlisle fan <laughs> I'll just I'll go off that week. I <laughs> but no, they sacked the manager. Um, I mean, I think we've publicly said we've all said that they're on free fall. They're on free fall. We think they're down. I um, and a national league bound. I um, alongside Scunny. I think this week but, has confirmed that for me. And the same day they bring in Simpson, sack the manager, bring in Simpson, who got them back to back, back to back. They had before. They had Simpson before, right? And the fans are buzzing with it. Yeah, because he's like the kind of... Uh, so when we talk about uh, Bradford City, Stuart McCall, we talk he's about... Like, he's like your Sheridan. He's there John Sheridan. Yeah, that's he's there John Sheridan. Yes, yes Sheridan. <laughs> and that pains you, doesn't it, Chris? It pains you because you know that there's a 50 quid bill well, coming your way you before the end of the season. <laughs> and do you know what? The thing is, I will do that. I promise, I promise people who listen, I will do that. I will have a Sheridan shirt. Six, Sir Sheridan. Where's your shirt? In fact, actually, boys. All right, we're going to come on to this. We're going to come on to this because we've got a story. We've got a story to tell you oh, regarding our shirts. There's no, yeah, you're gonna, Chris, you're going to love this. You're going to be jealous. Um, Let's talk it hey, down. Do you know Let's what? 95% of our fan base that listen to this are Oldham fans, so they're going to be jealous as well. So, Grant, Saturday, Bradford, Oldham, we don't need to talk about the result. It's fine. It happened. It's in the past. However... Three o'clock, Grant settles down to watch the Hartlepool game and his phone rings. Sitting it's, chilling. It's, it's me FaceTiming. Oh, it's my missus, sorry, FaceTiming him. So Grant answers. His hair's up here. He's laid on his couch like this. Hung and over. who's on the screen who's on the screen, Grant, when you were uh, when you when you answer the phone? It's not his missus. I was I was disappointed at oh, first. You I was were like hanging one year. You were hanging. I was absolutely burst. <laughs> um who is on the screen? Big Mike Fondop. Get a video call from Mike. Sitting there, I was like, injured. What's happening, mate? He's like, ah, groin's gone. So that's why I was getting a wee video call from the man himself. Do you you know something? I'm I'm, going to say this, and my missus, she'll back us up. The nicest man I have ever met in my life. Like, the thing is, I was out on the pitch. Um, doing some stuff and the steward that was in the tunnel was was going like this to me and I'm going why am I being flagged over so I called it and 10 minutes later I went in because I'd said oh I want a picture with Mike Fondop please 10 minutes later I went in and he was still stood there waiting for me Oh, bless um, him. Mate, genuinely, lovely bloke. Um, Can we get him on? Can we get him on this? Have you had a chat with him? Do you know why not? Do you know why not? Because I think if we asked him to come on, he'd listen to the 
episodes prior. <laughs> I don't think we've abused him. But the thing is, no, I don't think we've abused him. I think it's a case that he's our He's our meme. Oh my I god. Him, I, I think we've called him shit. So I think just called him so, shit. Yeah, but that's fine. That happens. It's Ilya that on the terraces. But do you know the thing? So Grant said, when when we first spoke about him, Grant, you, you mentioned his interview for you guys when he signed and he, he compared himself to Messi and Ronaldo. I spoke to him and said, Mike, what happened at, at uh, Harrogate? And he went, oh, sorry, Harrogate. Oh, Hartley 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 yeah, dork, dork, dorks. I've got Tuesday night on the brain. Um, I mentioned Hartlepool and he went, oh, yeah, Hartlepool. He says, you know, every single one of those fans was devastated when I left. And I was like, that just in my head just we, flashed we me were. back to that. Oh, you were, but not for God, the reasons he believes. No. We do need him on. And do you know what? I, I will I will I've got contacts in the club, which I'm gonna come to now be, and I will I will I will do what I can to get him on. If I can get him on, we will be sat with Big Mike Fondop. But in terms of the shirts, they are coming. Um Callum, I don't I think Callum's gonna be watching. Callum's one of the guys who works for the community foundation at Oldham, who by the way Treat like royalty, genuinely. Treat like royalty. It better, and I, I, I told Bradford City this: treat me better than Bradford City treat me. I had my own dressing room; it had a TV in it. Yeah, it didn't work. Actually, I had two TVs in it. One of it had no signal. Like, never had that. Um, genuinely, I said to the guy, I said, right. Told him exactly why we needed these shirts, and he just turned around and he was like, "Well, get them through me, and I'll get fond up to sign them." So we're not just getting the shirts. This is why it's taking a little bit longer. Mike Fondop's signing the shirts for us. So we're going to have them. They're going to be signed. We're going to do the podcast in them. I'm buzzing because I got to see the shirt in person. Like I held the shirt and I was like, this shirt is beautiful. So I'm quite happy with it. Um, we, we may as well, while, while we're here, Chris, I know you were away on Saturday. One thing I will say I know Bradford Bradford fans were not happy on Saturday. We 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 got we got pumped. We we did. And do you know what? We deserved to. We didn't play well. However, has anyone else just seen Liv crawl past on the floor? She's just <laughs> crawled past here. So when you watch this back, guys, you're gonna just see this grey hoodie go past here. And I pointed that out on purpose because I'm not cutting this because I want people to know what I have to fucking deal with. Right. Um we got beaten. We got beaten comprehensively, but what I will say is we obviously, Chris. I know your opinion on John Sheridan, and I think it's changing slightly. I do think he's sort of winning you I around a little bit. He absolutely. I think that I've made the worst decision of my life. <laughs> I decided that um, I would get a Sheridan shirt. But do you know what? I, I do. You know what? This is the thing. It's where do you know where you get managers who care about the clubs mm-hmm. who come back and try and sort them out and obviously he's doing that and um it's exciting for Oldham fans so Oldham fans listen I I'm happy to wear your shirt I, I think he's I think he's a dead set for manager of the month for February he's got mate, do, do, do you know he's what I, the way the way that they played I, I will say it now they were so organized from top to bottom every time we got the ball they had three men on them. It's the only game Every I've missed. The only game I've missed. You'll be, oh, you'll be glad you missed it. You'll be glad you missed it. I mean, don't get me wrong. We scored a legitimate goal. It was disallowed. I, I will stand by that and say, and like, 
I will happily hold my hands up and say if I think that something wasn't a goal and it should have been disallowed. But there's been a few occasions this season where I've sort of stood my ground. Grant, when we played you guys, we should have had a penalty. You were you were stood with me. You agreed. It was a stonewaller. Sadie's goal should have stood. It didn't. We were 2-0 down. It would have made it 2-1. Would it have changed the outcome of the game? Probably not, because up until that point, we'd have create, we'd created nothing. Um, but Oldham, I was so impressed with Oldham, not just on the pitch, off the pitch as well. John Sheridan, Chris, I, I know I sent you the picture. Um, straight away after the game, like our dressing rooms were next to each other, came out, had a photo with him. Um, yeah, you know, let's... Let, I think, you know, they're going to stay up. They're out of the relegation places, by the way, guys. We need to acknowledge that as well. They have, He's got them out of the relegation places. Beautiful. And by the way, the, the atmosphere their fans are creating is class. Unreal. Like, for a, for a home team, you, you see it. Teams come away from home, and, and that's what you do. When you come away from home, you sing. You all band together because you're all lumped together. Carlisle at home. Sorry, not Carlisle. Oldham at home. They were so supportive. Aye, great fans. Great, Incredible. great fans. Yeah, lovely fans. I, I, been I an odd, it has been an odd seven days, though, isn't it, in the league? Mm. A few goings on. And that, that's on that, I know exactly where you're going with it, Grant. We touched on it last week. Obviously, Chris, I know you were here, but Michael Flynn came into Wal- uh, to, to Walsall. I'm getting teams mixed up left, right, centre tonight, but he came into Walsall, and I... I'm pretty sure I predicted that they they would they could get something out of the Forest Green game. Grant did yeah, that. I think they I think didn't both, just do that. Both said that. They didn't just they do, didn't that. Just they, do they, that. They beat them. That was the that was the game. That was when we said a Forest Green going to drop points this season. That was it. They beat Forest Green, but then went on I and got spanked five nil. I said to Sean, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, I says, "Mate, I think you could struggle in this." I really do think this could be your banana skin. And yeah, three points. Yeah. Fair play. But then lost 5-0 on Tuesday night. So, so, so my question to you both there is, have the wheels been put on the bus and fallen off in record time? Or do you think, which one of those two do you think was the, the blip? Do you think it was the, the victory or do you think it was the loss? So I think I think the fact they beat Forest Green at Forest Green and no nobody else can do that. I think the fact that that you know over ninety minutes, I think that's a good performance. However, maybe they got a bit confident. They went to Swindon. They got beat five nil. Um, disappointing. Disappointing. I mean, I mean they've got Mickey Flynn. Mickey Flynn for me did a great job at Newport. Um, He's got a big I've job. pulled something, right? Well, is it so, your groin, Mike Fondop? No, 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 it's not my groin. Right, so this fan on Twitter, right, he's called Ollie Walsall. I don't know if he listens or not, but I've been having, <laughs> I've been having... <laughs> Oh, mate, if you don't listen, I'm sending if him... Oh, we're talking right. this, are we talking was... this, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yes. So... He um, came in and he went, oh, right, here we go. We've beat Forest Green. He says, this is my predicted. We're going to beat Swindon. We're going to beat Hartlepool, right? And I was just like, talking really confident here. I, I like your confidence. I retweeted him and I went, I love it when a fans get a bit of confidence and still back in them. Because whilst all were in a, a shit, shit run. Then he tweets the next day, a predicted league table for League Two. Yeah. 
we all Walsall. know how predictions go, don't we, guys? We've done really well this right. season. He, he had Walsall finishing fifth at the end of the season on 74 points. How many are they on Correct. at the minute? They're on... Uh, well, he, had them, he had them picking up 39. So he had them picking up, what, 13 wins between now and the end of the season, I think it was. Only losing, That's... only dropping points in two games. And I was like, mate, I says, there's, there's belief and then there's ab being absolutely deluded. Come on. You yeah. Can't be doing that. And then <laughs> they get... Yeah, they get smashed 5 0. And I, I, did he block I, I you gave... on Twitter as well? No, he's not blocked me. Um, he's, he's just been really, really quiet. I don't think he's tweeted since. So I, I, I sent him a wee message and I was like, Are you okay there, mate? He's still, he's still alive. Um, or you've been really quiet recently. Something along those lines. Um, you don't have much luck with fans on Twitter, Grant. No, yeah, yeah. The, the other one who owed you a tenner to a charity and said that oh, he just yeah. given it to a guy from uh, for a Mac. He bought a homeless man a McDonald's. Yeah, he's a Stockport um, fan. Like, can we guy. talk about the biggest game in League Two history, which is probably going to have the biggest attendance smashed to pieces? Are we talking, We're talking about the team called Mansfield? Oh, I thought we were talking about um, Carlisle and Leighton Orient. Talk about we're not. Mansfield. I thought we were going to be talking about Forest Green and Colchester with all like fifty people that we're going to attend. <laughs> when, when's, when's that playing? That's going to be a they're record. All, they're all going on. They're all going on the so same. Mansfield have sold. <laughs> so Mansfield, even though their grounds only literally fifty people. Um, they have sold 2,500 tickets to Bradford City this weekend. And here's the thing. Obviously, we know Bradford sacked Adams last week. Fine. We've, we've got over it. And there's a reason we've got over it. And I've just realised we've alluded this. Or we've, got, we've sort of alluded to it all night, but we've stayed away from announcing it. But look at Chris's fucking background. <laughs> for the news, so for the U view. You know, for anyone who has listened to the audio, Mark Hughes, Mark Hughes, you haven't heard that wrong, is now the Bradford City manager. Grant, I'm going to let you take this and run with yeah, it. Yeah, you have to take this. You have to take this as a, as a neutral. Yeah. Come on. So, I mean, Mark Hughes coming into Bradford, I don't think any of us seen it. We were I don't talking. Think Bradford saw it, mate. I, I think if any single person that supports Bradford came out and said, do you know who will be our manager after Derek Adams? Mark Hughes. If anyone says they were saying that, they're a fucking idiot. No one said it at yeah, all. They're, they're Everyone was saying the same as us, Evans, Wild, that sort of thing. I was hanging on everything saying them. I would have, yeah, but not even the bookies. How does it feel for Had. you, though, Grant? For, for like someone who's outside of the club, what do you see it as? How do you see it? A couple of ways that I see it. I'm firstly, I think it's a huge, huge name to be in the league. I am. I think it's great for League Two football to have his name in. I am. It will attract bigger players into the league, not just to Bradford. I am, but to play against them. So I think people will be there. And it'll put teams again more up for that game. Um, Which we really don't need. 
people will really be more, people will want to turn over Mark Hughes as Bradford to say that they've beaten them, and it'll almost be like a scalp for other managers to have. Um, with the team that he's have got, he's he's got to work with that for the rest of the season. Um, I, I've said it before, you can polish a turd, but it's still a turd. Um, but I do think you do just need a bit of polishing done to make you easily flushed. I... So just uh, on, on that, before you move on from it, Tuesday night we played Harrogate and we lost 3-1. And Chris, I was about you know, to say, what was the what was the score in that game? It, it was three one. Um, we were one nil up, but for the first half, and I know it's played over two halves, but I want to say because I'm, we came off of that two nil loss at Oldham, and it was horrific. Played first really half, well. we played like you, Chris. I spoke to you earlier. You said like the probably the best we've played all season. Yeah, that I'd first agree. Half. I'd agree. Yeah, so we've shown all those players for me showed me that they can play. They can they can do it. We've just got to get yeah. a manager. The thing is, we were shooting from everywhere on Tuesday night, and and that's all we needed. We've just needed to to be trying to take chances. Mark Hughes just needs to come in, and I would say for the rest of the season, we're not expecting to make the playoffs. We're not expecting to get promoted. We're expecting to stay up. But I think Mark Hughes just needs to focus on yeah. finishing. Get us get us yeah. finishing. So I'll mention this as well. It's it, it's not just even a case of that. It's like for Bradford, we don't, you know, the fact we brought Mark Hughes in, we're not going, oh, yeah, we're going to win the league. We're going to do this. We don't because we're cynical. We're massively cynical. Um, and hopefully this is the start of where the club is going to go. You know, we've, like I said, we, there's potentially 20,000 fans there on, on Saturday for a league two game mm-hmm. not saying we're too big but it's about we need somebody coming in who goes okay that's what we're gonna do and for me it's exciting I I, I still can't get over the fact that we've got Mark Hughes as a manager. Yeah um, that's I was saying last week you have to have someone if you when you're bringing someone in you couldn't have brought someone in like Evans who is so so marmite, he would split the club in half. I think. Um, you need someone that has that. I'm going to call it Challoner effect that we had at Hartlepool, like Stockport have had this year, like Oldham have had with Sheridan. Like I think potentially Carlisle could have as well. I think this is the appointment to give you that, and it's going to be a very very shit or bust appointment. For Bradford, if this doesn't work out, then I, the club's completely rotten. But the, the problem is at the moment is even after Derek Adams, we feel that like the club is rotten. So, um, why would you not bring in Mark Hughes? I mean, oh, it's, just... it's great, it's a great, great appointment for the league. How is he going to perform in League Two? That is my question. This is the question, though, Grant, and, and this is the thing that I've been. I've had a few people message me on Twitter and say the same thing. But how will he? Not, do you know he's a footballer? He knows. He, as a manager, he understands. You talk about Phil Parkinson. Did he know anything about non-league when he went to Wrexham? Absolutely not. Not a chance. He did. No. But he is performing, and this is the thing. 
However, also as well, Graham, by the way, we could have had a manager from the championship. Let's say with Grant McCann came in, okay? He'd been managing the in the championship and he came to you know he came to become manager of Bradford. What's the difference? Do you know what's the difference? Two Premier League winners' medals. This guy knows how to win. That's the difference. Yeah. And and for me, and I and I said this to you earlier, Chris. So in January, Jermaine Defoe was looking for a club, and he ended up at Sunderland. And I, you're completely the one hundred percent the right decision for Jermaine Defoe. Like, oh, he, he loved. Yeah, but he, he loved, loved Sunderland because of course of, he did. Obviously, with Bradley. Yeah, but let's imagine you're Jermaine Defoe, and. Mark Hughes had come to Bradford in December. Would he have come to us? No, he wouldn't. He'd have signed for Sunderland. If Mark Hughes had phoned him and said, Jermaine, I want to talk to you, would he have listened? Yes. Of course he would. And I think anybody who's... So you've got you've got players that are leaving sort of lower-end Premier League clubs and just sitting around doing nothing because there's no one attractive enough outside the Premier League that wants to take a chance on them. Mark Hughes is that attraction. You know, five years ago, uh, sorry, four years ago, he was managing in the Premier League. You know, he guided Stoke to three ninth place finishes within the last seven years. Like, and we were, we were talking about Steve Evans coming in who hasn't done anything as a manager. For, <laughs> this will be his eighth year. You know, and it would have divided the club. Granted, it's not just it would have divided yeah, the club. It, it divided the club before when he was just a rumour. Um, and the thing is, he didn't help the situation because he was at Oldham on Saturday. He bought himself a ticket, but everyone saw him at Oldham and just thought, it's, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. And it wasn't. <laughs> exactly, Chris. The concern, the concern obviously, I, I voiced on this is... I think the last high-profile manager of this size I can remember coming into League Two is Big Fat Dave Jones. Lovely guy. <laughs> right. So, here's a question for you both. And obviously, you know, it comes across as bias because I'm a Bradford fan. Chris, you're a Bradford fan. Obviously, look at your background. Um, Am I? Yeah. When, when, when was the last time you saw a League Two club unveil a manager and Sky Sports News went live to the press conference. I could tell you straight, I could tell you straight away. Ian Holloway at Grimsby. But, di- but mm-hmm. did they go live to the press conference? Did they do that? Because I don't think they did. I was gobsmacked when people were tweeting and going, it's all over Sky Sports News. I thought, oh, they've announced on Sky. And I went on and it was a full thing. They had um, former players... From like when he was at Stoke, um, when he was at, at Blackburn, former Premier League players on talking about him, like they did entire sections based on what he's going to achieve at Bradford and what he's going to have available. And I've never seen in that the, the last time I think that happened with us was the cup final in 2013, yeah, which yeah. which you would have expected, but. I mean, yeah, Grant, I never saw yeah, this coming. I, I never I saw can, this coming. I can't remember seeing that either. And, yeah, mind-blowing. I think it's a great advertisement for the league. Um, and enjoy the enjoy the TV money that's going to come Bradford's way inevitably. I know. You know, I thought that as well. April, when April's um, well. 
games get announced for Sky, I will be surprised if there is not a Bradford game on it. Yeah. So here's Brad, the thing I that comes this... with it all. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. And Chris, you're right. It, like I did. I'd not thought about it, but thinking, yeah, it's Garrett, happen. it's got. It's got to be. Got if to. not, I'm going to go on the same rant again. Um, oh. About Sky Sports only putting on Huddersfield, Fulham, the same shit that you yeah. see all the time. Can I just say, um, what a beautiful guy this is. Look at you him. You've got a thing with pointing sheep yeah. shaggers, don't you? Oh, there we go. Graham, we're from Yorkshire. Great minds think alike. Derek <laughs> um, Adams, big sheep shagger. Mark Hughes, no, Scottish, big sheep shagger. Scottish youthless, do you know what, deluded Derek. Sheep shagger. I, do you know what I like? And, and and thing is, you know, I had a lot of time for Derek Adams, right? I did. Yeah, because he was However, a nice guy. He did, had nothing no, to no, do no, with no, him no. as a manager. This yeah, is the thing, no, no. though. This is the thing. Do you know what? The thing is, after every interview or every post-match reaction, he was just We've literally gone. trying to blame every single person by himself. And when he comes out twice, three times, a lady, he was abusing the fans. And do you know what? He wasn't the right man for this club. And I'll tell you what, go back to Morecambe. i tell you what, I feel sorry for Morecambe fans, but do, do you know what? He... They're buzzing. They're buzzing. Can I just mention as well, before we finish as well, in his last interview, he said, you will never get anyone better than me managing this club. And I think we should end on this one. We've just oh, got, no, we've, got we've got a bit of time there. We've, we've got a bit just of time got left, yeah. Mark Hughes. I, I agree on it's that. Right and in that, the face, it, isn't it? It's a... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's essentially Derek Adams says you'll never you won't get anyone better at this level, and Ryan Sparks says hold my beer. And, and we need to remember up. how Ryan Sparks works, and I'm sick and tired of the abuse that this guy gets because you know what? Are we allowed to say what's gone on or not? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's publicly. It's it's, it's okay. It, okay. I read it on a I read it on a public thing yesterday. Okay, so Sparks can't even um, be around the the club, as in with he, he can't drive there because people put his windows through. I mean, what? No, it wasn't it? Wasn't his windows? They were smashing glass bottles in and like around his vehicle. That's what it was, and it was. Um, you see that sort of shit is out of order on on yeah. any sort of level at all. If you're gonna protest against an owner at a club, and I can understand that some people would want to do that, and it has been there has been a lot of splits about Bradford. I am um, do it in the right way. If you're gonna yeah. have a protest, do it right. Don't go and start to try and vandalize someone's car. Don't smash bottles around it. Don't be a dick. Do it's it right. It's not the first time it's happened at our club either, and it's been a while. But I don't know, Chris. I don't know if you remember Colin Todd. He had his car. Um, one of our fans, I think he got a lifetime ban um, after a game. Climbed on his body and did, uh, scraped yeah, it to bits. As much as I didn't like Colin Todd, that is not acceptable. It's just not acceptable. It's not. Um, so what? What? What I will touch on is 
Chris, you you know because we've we've mentioned this, the atmosphere within the fans. Grant, you know the atmosphere within the Bradford fans, and we'll we'll look to wrap up after this. Um, people blame Ryan Sparks. People say he's out of his depth. People say all this stuff, and I completely disagree with it. And they say that you know he's he's not a a good football CEO. He doesn't have enough experience in the game. That man's just pulled off bringing Mark Hughes to this football club. And what they just... also say... Oh, go on, sorry. No, no, carry on, carry on. I'm going to say what they also say is that our owner needs to leave because he's not backing the club and he's not putting money into the club. So... Now, is there a bigger statement that, this, that any owner, aside from... It'd be Jeffrey Richmond who built the stands and grew the stadium. Destroyed Any the owner who's destroyed the, club. Dis- dis- destroyed the club, but obviously at the time, and this is where I, I sort of go back to what I said before, when he was doing it, okay, we were all okay. like, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, I'll say it is, it is. Um, I'll, and I, I've I mentioned this about two or three times today on, on different networks and stuff like that, our platforms. Um, do not abuse Ryan Sparks. Ryan Sparks has, he is got the club intent. He is absolutely towards the club. The fact that he's got Mark's, you know, Mark Hughes involved is incredible. Rupp, I can't really comment because we never really, really see him. I would like to think that he's going to put money into the club. However, I genuinely still believe that maybe he needs to leave. He, we need somebody else. However, his prices are... So he bought the club for five million. He's wanting ten million. Um, but he got offered more than that by Wagner United. Yeah, he and did. This is where this is where my argument comes in when people say he doesn't care about the club. If he want, if he if all he cared about was money, we would be owned by Wagner United right now. But he saw something he didn't think he was comfortable leaving us, the fans, with. So for me, yeah, he, he, does, he does care about the club. Um, he, he's a businessman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Care I, would, about the club. I would say so. I I heard a bit about this on the price of football. The price of football, and yeah, there was uncertainty even within that. They do a lot of financial looking at clubs. There was even uncertainty there with a guy. Um, that's what was the team that they're interviewing a lad who's coming up and he's just going in with NFTs and all that sort of thing. Um, he's bringing a club up from from lower lower league, um, and even he was dubious about the Bradford deal. So yeah, I would, I would say there's I, got to be an element yes. here, and he's not just going to yeah. throw it to anyone. I would, I would say the Ryan Sparks genuinely. Anybody who's listening to this works his bollocks off and is an incredible CEO. I really believe that. I really do, and you know. I've said it all along. I don't that's think I'm going to end it. I'm going to end. I'm going to end it there, Chief. I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, you get that's I. So, so I tell you what, right then, Graham. Yes. Let's let's end on something that's not related to the league, but let's re, let's end on something that's related to this podcast. So this Saturday, we've mentioned Bradford Mansfield. However, we're having the first ever lower league look get together. Get Grant together, heading, boys! Because Grant I is heading wait. down. Grant is heading down to see us first thing Saturday morning. Stopping at my house, so I've had to buy in some beer, um, and 
yeah, we're going to the game. We're going to meet up. We're going to have a drink. We've got Adrian who joined us. The Mansfield fan, was it last week he was on? He was on last week, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, he was. It was last week. Yeah, he was, it was last press week. for the game for Mansfield. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're coming down. We're going to have some drinks and we're going to have a proper get together and see if we can get a, a photo with Mark Hughes at some stage. Um, guys, I'm hey, looking hey, forward to coming back to Valley Parade again. Hi. I really enjoyed it there when I was up last time. I am really looking forward to coming down again. It's going to be a cracking game, I think. If anyone's um, out on North Parade from about one o'clock, give me a bell. I'd love to have a beer with you. So, oh, good. So Grand you're coming to have a beer with me. So, uh, it'd be like uh, the big show and uh, the midget. So, it'd be all good. Um, yeah. And I, this is going to be quite funny because these two have never met, guys. Um, and I think that that'd be interesting. Uh, so, Grant, I'm going to let you sort of end things if you want this week. Um, absolutely fine. Not a problem on anything. I think we've covered absolutely everything we wanted to cover. So, guys, we'll see you next week. Grant, lead us out. Lead us out. So, as always, don't forget to like, share, comment. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Follow us on many platforms. Follow us on Apple Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Rate us. Comment whatever the hell you want. We don't care. That doesn't affect us. Just give us a five-star rating. That's all we want. I've been grand. That's been Liam. This has been Chris. We've been the lower league look. The lower league look. Mark Hughes, Bradford Army. <laughs>